What's going on, everyone? And welcome in to the 2022 NHL playoff extravaganza. We have a great show today. Multiple, I'd say, repeat guests. Yes, that's definitely true for sure. Um, obviously presented as always by the Odd Breakers. But first, let's bring in my co-host, Matt. How are we going? Doing pretty good, man. Playoff hockey tomorrow. Finishing work up, heading to my favorite sports bar with some friends. We got a lot of good games tomorrow. I think the the first three games we'll talk about in a little bit, but probably three of the closest series, I think. So tomorrow's going to be some great hockey. Excited to break it down. And we got a, a fun little end as well, um, which we'll kind of keep a secret till then. Yes, that works with me. All right, let's bring in our first guest. You know him as Gretzky's Betsky's on Twitter. What's going on? Hey, not too much. Uh, you know, out here in the Sonoran Desert, we're almost hitting 100 already. So while everybody's watching the cool ice hockey playoffs i'll probably be sweating out here but it's all good <laughs> all right and last but certainly not least we have franco the banker on twitter chuck how's it going good guys good thanks for having me on again i'm ready to get rolling here man of I, was, course. I was gonna really quickly say franco congrats on a big milestone i think i saw you tweeted that out today or yesterday on the, the big 1k yeah thanks man thanks That's i appreciate nice. it been working for it so it's good to get there finally <laughs> nice of course. All right. Well, we have plenty of things to get to. Um, I guess, we'll, do you guys want to start with the snake draft or do you want to save that towards the end? Oh, that's the secret sauce. That's the secret. Yeah. All right. Well, snake drafts, we don't know what we're drafting yet, so you have to stay tuned to the end. But all right. Um, obviously, all of our teams have been eliminated from the playoffs. Let's start there. We have Chuck, yeah. Philly fan, Betsy's, yep. Arizona fan, Matt. Devils oh. fan and as a Sabres fan, guys, we have nothing. We have yeah. nothing right now. This is a are we it, sure? wait, why, why are you having us on for the playoff show? Again? Yeah. Do we know anything about the playoffs? I the guess floor. we're probably better at watching it than anybody else because we just root for everybody, like our other favorite teams each year, right? I mean, all I'm gonna say is not like we have a lot of playoff experience here. What's the combined oh. amount of playoff wins from our teams in the last? I don't know. I can tell you mine zero. Zero. The Devils is one. It's because uh, 2012 was our last big playoff run. If you don't count, you, and you won the cup. No, or no, no, no. LA did. You're right. You got to the cup though. And we was... in 2018 we made the playoffs, and Tampa Bay schlacked us. So <laughs> we won one game, game three. That was it. So not much going on in uh, in Jersey. I think if anyone, Philly, out of all yeah, the teams, 2020, I think. So yeah, not, not that long ago. Well, I remember um, in 2012 when the Dells were the Coyotes were in the Western Conference Finals too. Yeah, yeah, that was that like year where everybody knew LA was just going to win, though. They're just beating everybody up, but Coyotes looked pretty good that year. But was that Mike Smith in that for you guys? That was that was the Mike Smith year. Yes, that's that's what I wanted to hear. <laughs> yeah, if you offered me a million dollars right now to name five players on that team. Other than Shane Doan and now Mike yeah. Smith, I think I'd struggle. Yeah, Shane Doan for sure. Struggle real heavily. Wasn't yeah. Bissonnette on that team? Uh, yes, he was. Yep. Yep. All so right. there's three. All right. We got there's another that. big, there's another easy big name that's not on the Coyotes anymore that just got traded. That has a behemoth of a contract. Oh, well, I, I looked it up now. I'm out. But if anyone else wants to guess it. All I'm going to say is there's about one more player in here that I, uh, two that's, more. I, 
two more actually. I just saw another one that I knew. Yeah, I got I got nothing. Do you want to look this other two? Oh yeah. Okay. And Larson. It's not, oh, yeah, it's not yeah. just traded, but this year he got moved. Um, league led the team in points at age 40 that year. Yeah. 77 yeah. points in 82 games. <laughs> yeah. Ray Whitney. The wizard. Wow. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. Um, and then the other name that you guys might is Keith Yandel. Other than yeah. that, it's a yeah. bunch of how That's the right. hell did this team go on a run? They were just a ton of big bruising big ass defensemen who just pounded everyone. I mean, uh, Rusty Kessler, Rose, Roosevelt or Rose of Lick. I forget. Jeez. I don't, I should pull it up, but Roosevelt who was on Chicago for, uh, who won like three cups with them or maybe two. Um, Adriana coin may have still been on the team. Derek. He was. Yeah. It was just like giant, defensemen that could barely skate that would just pound you and then if i you know if i hear ray Western whitney and and verbrata it was like our only western line. conference finals adrian yeah. o'coin top four defensemen yeah. <laughs> i mean i guess that shows how far we've gone because now freaking we got you know little guys like sebastian aho <laughs> Trying to look at the the teams now. I mean, Tori Krug is maybe the Blues number one or number two defenseman. I mean, Oilers are rocking. Maybe Nurse is really the only true like kind of big, big beefy defenseman. I guess he got Russell there. Sweet. Uh, well, been... yeah, yeah. It's a. I mean, ten years. A lot has changed. <laughs> crazy all right well sure. are we getting into um the first games let's sure. do that now first all series. right yeah let's start with the first series here uh florida versus washington um the current odds right now on DraftKings: florida is minus 340 to win the series washington is plus 260 to win this series I think it's going to be some different. I'm not going to list off all the stats. Obviously, that take forever. So I guess we could just kind of start down the line, or whoever wants to start can kind of give out their series picks, and then from there we can just go into game one if everyone has a pick. If that works, um, so anyone want to start it off, or you want to, Matt? You're smiling over there. You're ready to go. I mean, come on. I know my, we're talking pre-show about this, but my official got? official pick won't be as uh, out there. However, I'll be taking my official pick, Washington Capitals, plus one and a half on the series spread. Um, I believe it's around 140 last time I checked on FanDuel. Washington um, Capitals plus one and a half games is yes. plus 130. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it was 140, so it's dropping. Good for me. More, more smart people, more like-minded people here. Um, I talked about, I think, a really good mix here. Florida's goaltending looked really bad. Franco brought it up of just how awful Bobrovsky's been in the playoffs. As of late, I don't know if I'm going to trust him. Um, and the Capitals at this point, they're a pretty good veteran team that's been there. One, not too, too long ago. A lot of that same core still here. Um, I I don't think I'm going to be confident enough to pick them to win the series. But I think I can keep them confident enough to win or keep it close. The big kicker for me is I think if this does get close in seven, Florida is so good at home um, that that game seven would be a really tough one for Washington. So, I'll, or yeah, for Washington. 
Um, so I'm going to go the plus one and a half. Give me a little bit of extra leeway if it goes seven. Betsy's Chuck, you guys want to go next or I'm going to take this? Yeah, no, oh. I mean, I, speaking of like teams that still have big asses, I mean, Washington's just got a bunch of big players still. Um, they're experienced. They've done this before. I mean, they may be able to give Florida a little bit of hell, but I, I mean, I, I definitely think Florida's going to take it. I, I like, I like Chad's uh, the plus one, one or one point five, a decent amount, but uh, I don't know. I think, I think it's going to be too much to handle. I think, I think Florida's going to be able to get in in five games. That's my gut. Yeah, I agree here. Uh, looking at this series, I just, I mean, Washington, again, we talked about Florida's goaltending. Washington's goaltending hasn't been anything you're really kind of writing home about either here. Um, two picks of me for this series. Uh, the series total five games plus 235 and series total six games plus 235. So if it goes five or six, you're still netting 1.35 units in this series. I like both those picks. Um here. Yeah. I, I just don't see how Washington matches up against Florida's offense. Um, they're obviously good at limiting kind of opponent shot selection here, but I like the Panthers in here. I think they get by Florida in the first round and then kind of going from there, we can talk about um, really how, how they fared in this series. I think it's going to be more kind of an indication of if they are a legitimate cup contender moving forward. And I think if they do want to be a legitimate cup contender, they have to win this series in five or six games. I don't think they can take it to seven and really, look themselves in the mirror and be like, yeah, like this is our year essentially. So I like this series to go five and six games. Um, that's kind of what I'm thinking in this series. Chuck, I, I, I agree with you probably five or six games. Um, I just, I don't think Bobrovsky is that good, especially in the playoffs, 13 and 23 record with the 899 state percentage. Uh, it's pretty bad overall. Um, just the last two years, he's two and five. So but I just don't think Washington has enough to keep up. They're going to have to win games two to one, three to two. I don't know if they're going to be able to do enough of that. So I do think that with Washington's good away numbers, they're 25, 10 and six on the season that they might actually be able to steal a, uh, an away win. They're actually better at, uh, on the road than they are at home. So that might be the way that I look, maybe take them on the money line, the first two games of the series and hope I win one. But, um, yeah, I probably won't be placing an actual bet on this series. Yeah, well, and it's funny of how good Washington has been away all all year. Florida is pretty much the same at home. So it's just kind of one of those crazy matches that they got lined up of maybe arguably one of the best away teams versus one of the best home teams. I mean, Florida gives some a good amount of penalties game after game, and Washington can maybe capitalize on that. Cap- Washington's got the uh, experience here, but I, I, I just I, – I don't know how in shape Ovi's going to be. I don't know if that was just being held out for an extended period after that kind of – he hit his head, right, or was it a shoulder thing a couple games, like two weeks ago or three weeks ago? I, I don't know exactly, but he yeah, was they back kind in of practice. kept it hush hush, right? Yeah, okay. he's back in practice. He, he's good to go. Yeah, it should be interesting. I mean, what I like here when when we get further into the conversation too is uh, 
it's a decent warm-up round for i mean every team in the east is good all the contenders in the east get a nice warm-up round it isn't going to be like some of the western teams here um i I was going to say really quickly i know we're making a graphic after this all the series um so not betting wise just how you think the series is going to go and in how many games um i'll start and i'll be out there capitals in six Wow! Wow! <laughs> That's I'll, a hot I'll start. Go the, I'll go on the exact opposite, and I'll, I'll do uh, I'll do Florida and five on, on that plus two ninety. Again, this is not my bet. This is my I know. pick. <laughs> my bet's I plus one you. and a half. Okay. I'll go Florida and six. Franco's going Florida and six. Betsy's got Florida and five, and Chad's has got Washington six. Yeah, I agree. I think this is a Florida and five. I don't, I don't think Washington – I mean, they haven't won a playoff series since 2018. Um, they're still kind of relying on that old core group of players. I don't think that match up against Florida's um, offense in any way. Uh, Florida obviously coming off a bad series last year, losing to Tampa Bay when they had home ice. Uh, if you look at the matchups to this season, Florida has won both games that they faced Washington at home, but they did drop a game to Washington uh, on the road this season, which is interesting. Um, so just something that, and if you're looking at a betting perspective, every, all three of those matchups went over. Um, so just something to note there, as we talked about kind of the poor goaltending heading into this series. Um, all right, I guess we can switch to game. You want to go, do you want to talk about game one a little bit, or you just want to go on the series? I was just going to go through the series, but if you guys want to talk about game one, I mean, let's mosey mosey along to the series then. All right. Next up we have. Toronto versus Tampa Bay. Toronto minus 120, I believe. Let me look this up real quick. Series winner. Yes, Toronto's minus 120 on the money line. Tampa Bay's plus 100. Everyone here, if you could see these screens right now, everyone's shaking their heads right now, <laughs> wondering what the, what the fuck is going on. I mean, it's almost too good to be true, right? Uh, well, I mean, depending on what team you root for, yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's... I mean, it's the freaking lemony stick. It's a series of unfortunate events for Toronto. They just can't buy a half decent first round matchup. It, I, I and maybe three weeks ago I would have said that whoever plays Tampa is lucking out because they're clearly getting older. They're clearly kind of breaking down as the season goes on, but. I mean, they may be the hottest team leading into the playoffs. And they didn't uh, even have to pull one of the IR stunts they did. <laughs> they didn't have to go full Chris Angel and make a guy disappear for half the season. I mean, the, the big worry for me is not – if this is a pick I might understand, how is Toronto like 25 points more favored than the two-time reigning Stanley Cup champions – that just destroyed Toronto at home, then went back and obliterated Florida away from home. Like, this is, if you're looking for a team with winning experience, like, no one has more than Tampa Bay. I, uh, you could probably guess where I'm going. And a, a big one for me is, look, we put up this this whole doc. The gold save above expected on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yes, Jack Campbell had a great season. He still was in the negative, 47th ranked goalie in the NHL. All right, he had a really good record with a good goals against save percentage. He actually wasn't really that good when you looked at underlying numbers. 
Um, if he goes down, then if you're trusting Eric Kelgren or Peter Morazic, you're in trouble because you're going up against maybe not this year because um, Igor Sturkin took that. But Andre Vasilevsky is, in my opinion, still the best goalie in the NHL. Igor Shostakovich is better than him this year, but Andre Vasilevsky is the best goalie in the NHL. He had t- t- plus 28 and a half goals saved above expected this year. Second best in the NHL. I believe Igor was number one, but don't yes. me. It could have also been Freddie Anderson. That was Igor. Um, he's the best goalie in the NHL. Come playoff time, you saw the Canadians last year. We saw the Canadians weren't even that good of a team. They made the Stanley Cup finals last year because Carey Price had an incredible two-month run. Andre Vasilevsky is that good, and I think he can win this series for them. Morazic's also out for six weeks. Oh, so okay. it's Calgren. He is the backup. So it's Campbell and Calgren in net for Toronto. So that really limits their uh, options if Campbell does seem to struggle in those first few games. Yeah, I mean, it's a crazy stat, but Tampa Bay hasn't lost back-to-back games in the playoffs the past two seasons. And you're telling me Toronto is somehow going to come in here and defeat this team. I, I, I don't, I just don't believe it. I don't know what, if this number is telling us something, if Vegas is kind of stealing money everywhere, essentially if they're going to be like, Oh, everyone's on Tampa Bay. And then comes in here and goes, Oh, Toronto somehow pulls off of all series to win. They defeat the back-to-back Stanley cup winning champions. Um, yeah. I don't see it here. Um, for my pick in this series, I have just Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay plus a hundred. Um, one unit there. They did split the series and their four matchups this season. Most notably, their latest matchup, which was on April 21st, Tampa Bay uh, just destroyed the Maple Leafs eight to one. So, Chuck, Betsky's anything on this, or you guys kind of in agreement here? Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I mean, you, you talk about playoff experience, and it's just silly. You know, Light, the Lightning have so much experience, and all Toronto has is losing experience, you know. So, I mean, maybe that maybe that helps, and you know they they've grown hardened over these uh, last few years. But I just don't see it. I think as soon as um, as soon as they have any kind of issues, it's it's going to be a problem for them, and they're going to kind of turtle up, so to speak. And Tampa will just run all over them because they can. Yeah, I mean, the fact that you're getting plus money on Tampa is just ridiculous. I'm, I'm looking at some of the other odds here. I could go Leafs winning four and one for plus five fifty, or I could do Tampa winning four and one for plus seven hundred. It just doesn't. I mean, I I honestly kind of hope Toronto can do it. I mean, being from Phoenix, I, I love Austin Matthews. I like to see him do have some success in the playoffs. He's had a great season. It'd be great to watch a different blue and white team get through and start making some noise. But especially after these past couple of weeks, I mean, Tampa looks like the scariest team in the whole league. Yeah, I agree. Do you guys have any? Are you guys so we're all pretty much in agreement here? Tampa Bay plus 100 is the pick. That is yes. my pick. Great, yeah, great that, yeah, I great wouldn't value. want to try to project. Yeah. And I'm going to say Tampa Bay in six. Okay. That's my uh, series pick or my series prediction. Yeah. I, I'll, you know what I'm going to do for just for more hard attacks and heartbreaks that we're going to do Tampa in seven. Besky's got Tampa Bay in seven. Chuck. I'll do Tampa, <laughs> Tampa in six as well. Okay. Chuck's got Tampa Bay in six. All right. 
Yeah, I'm gonna go with Tampa Bay in five. Tampa Bay in five here. I don't. I don't <laughs> think right. Toronto stands a chance. I gotta be honest. I don't think Toronto uh, stands a chance here. Maybe they'll win a game at home and. Is that it, the Buffalo and you coming out, or is yeah? That... yeah I, I think it is. I, 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 as more as I thought about that, I was like, "That's kind of harsh," but I stand by they, uh, it. It's always it's fuck the Leafs, and I'll stand by that. It's one of those things like Toronto's so bad come playoff time. Like until they prove that they can get over that hump, like you just don't trust them to do it at all, right? No. But it could be like the Capitals, was it, two, three years ago? Like, they were kind of that perennial, like, good regular season team that flopped in the playoffs and they just had a good run. Who knows? Um, but, yeah, let, let's hope for Betsky's uh, in-seven trigger <laughs> alert. Toronto's up 3-1, yeah. blew, blew the series lead and lose at home. Oh, man. Oh, and let's let's add the cherry on top and have them be up 3-1 to one game third seven. Period. Yeah. <laughs> Right. And every Toronto fan just unsubscribed, unfollowed, disliked. You know, we're banned. We're looking. Canada. We we need some centers in Arizona, so we'll take we'll take Austin <laughs> back here. Uh, all right. Well, let's head on to uh, another good series here: Carolina at or Carolina versus Boston. Here, the current odds right now: Carolina is a slight favorite at minus one fifteen. Boston's minus one hundred five. Um, interesting series. We don't really know if Anderson's coming back. I think, um, Franco, you said earlier he's out. Yeah. The eight hours ago, there was a news report from NBC saying he's not playing game one. So that I don't know about game two, but that's at least one game we're going to have, uh, right into. Okay, perfect. Do you want to start us off here? Do you, uh, what are your thoughts on this one? This, this is a tricky series. I, I really don't know which way to go. I, I guess I would lean Canes just for the home ice advantage in the series. I think this could go seven. But both these teams are very stingy. They don't give up a ton of goals, even with the the goaltending issues in um, Carolina. So I don't know. You, you got a goal. You got two goalies on each side, Olmark and Ranta, who have no playoff experience. So you got nothing there as far as you know an advantage. Um, obviously, Olmark's been playing very well recently, but both teams defensively, they don't give up a ton of shots. They're good on the penalty kills. Um, and both power plays, especially Boston's, has been really poor recently. Um, Carolina's has not been as bad, but I think Boston was on like an 0 for 31 streak or something like that. 39. You know who they broke it against? The Buffalo that? Savers. And of course, oh, I had to be at that game. Yeah, that was, <laughs> oh, that yeah. was a great game to go to. And I was 5 nothing, whooping. <laughs> <laughs> that was not fun to be at. Matt, you got anything here? I think these are two of the most evenly matched teams come the playoffs. Like you're talking about two teams that I believe Carolina's best team goals against average. Boston's either second or third. Or I know they were top five in the NHL. Um, their power plays, their penalty kills, like everything for the entire season are all kind of top 15 uh, in that like area i know carolina actually had the best penalty kill in the nhl i think buffalo's or not buffalo boston's about like ninth or tenth um these are two really good teams who are very stingy defensively um and i don't know how great their goalies actually are but they have a really good system in front and it works really well for their team i think it's a very very close series um both teams are just as good away from home it's at home there's no kind of like lean there um in record either way 
the only thing I can say, Carolina's coming in hot. They won six in a row, eight of 10. They've gone hot at the right time, even with the goaltending issues. And I think what's going to lean me towards Carolina, which is, I know, surprised because I said Boston in the pregame while we were talking. Um, Carolina swept the season series 3-0, uh, and none of the games weren't very close. 3-0, 7-1, 6-0 wins against the Bruins this year. They just had their number all year. Does that make you concerned at all? Not really. I I know the season series doesn't have that much to go with. In 2018, when the Devils played the Lightning in the first round of the playoffs, I think we swept them that year 4-0, and then they beat us in five. Um, so I'm not saying it has, you know, oh, they can't beat this team. Um, but for me, like, they've shown that they just have this team's number. Yeah, another interesting note that you said, uh, the Carolina did take all three games. Boston was the underdog um, in pretty much every single game that they played besides one, which was a pick em. Um, So that's something to note there. Uh, Gretzky, do you have anything here? Are you leaning Boston, Carolina? What are you thinking? Yeah, I, I'm all for Carolina here. I mean, they're very similar teams, but I think we're seeing – you know, we talked about at the beginning of the show of what the Coyotes did, looked like in 2012. I think Boston has more semblance to a, a traditionally really good playoff team looked like in the early 2000s, where Carolina is very similar and is like that same mold of, of team, but is what has success in the 2020s now. So you they're they're bigger players they play a tight system they they punish you they don't let you get the puck they play good against the boards but they're just they're still a little bit more nimble there's still a lot more team speed there you're winning white by depth rather than stars on both teams here i mean boston clearly has a little bit more star power here but i mean you look at carolina's defense and their blue line and it's it's just a different world. Um, I love Max Domi coming in here too. This is going to be yeah. his first time playing in the playoffs, I believe, right? Because he was traded from here before he was Montreal, and I don't think he was on the playoffs for Montreal before on he got moved Blue to Columbus. Jay, he was on the team that uh, swept the President's Trophy bests regular season team of all time, I believe, though. There you go. I think. <laughs> don't. Don't quote okay. me on that, but I believe Max Domi, yes. he was on Montreal yeah. in 2019, no. 2020. Columbus. No, no, I'm it was Columbus. Columbus. No, no, because he went from. No, I'm looking at uh, cap friendly right now. The only playoff experience shown is Domi from 2019 to 2020 okay. um, for the Canadians. I, I thought he was traded to Columbus a year before. Oh, you're right. But yeah, I mean, uh, he's got the, the, the bloodline to just be a playoff performer here. I mean, up and down that lineup. I mean, you got Kakaniami on your fourth line, looking at their current last like lineup updates with Nietzsche and Jordan Martinuk. It's the one spot I think where Boston may struggle is is depth and scoring. Yeah, and the fact that Carolina is not going to put them on the power play much, and I think it's going to be the opposite where Boston gives up a lot of penalties. And Carolina is one of those teams that can capitalize. I mean, it's not like New York Rangers here, but I just think that Carolina's got really an edge in every spot, even though that we're looking at very similar teams here. So I, I really, looking at the odds, 
Carolina in six for 550 is, I kind of love it. Yeah, I, I think this is one of those series that definitely goes six, like you just kind of mentioned right there. For me, I have, a, I have a question real quick. Does anyone know if Jordan Stahl is playing? I know he's been out with a concussion for the last three weeks. I can't seem to find news on it anywhere. That's a good point. I'm not totally sure because, yeah, that probably switches up the lineup quite a bit. But He's their top face-off guy. He's, their, uh, he's on the second-line penalty kill typically. I believe, and he's like that type first. of guy that you want to have against a team like Boston. If you're going to be kind of, you know, like Toronto is just such a like run and gun team or Florida, like there's a lot of matchup issues. If one of those teams were to play Boston, but Carolina, I don't see it as much, but part of that is, yeah. Cause of Jordan Stahl. And if, if he's not in that, that may hurt a little bit of depth, but I, I still think that Carolina can kind of push it through. In the latest projected lineup I saw, it looks Stahl looks to be sending, uh, centering the third line with uh, Niederreiter and Fast. So he looks okay. to be clear. But, yeah, so it looks like you guys, all three of you are on Carolina here? Yep, I'll say my official will be Carolina, Carolina in six. Yeah, I'm on Carolina in six. I love it. Yeah, I'm Carolina in seven. I'm going Boston in six. Oof. For whatever reasons, we've seen it time in and time out. Boston's a different team when it comes to the playoffs. They do, I think, even, I mean, Allmark has no experience in the playoffs. Um, Like you'd mentioned before, let me pull it up here. I don't think, Swayman obviously um, doesn't either, but, I mean, Allmark looks to be kind of in better form. I just like their matchup. I think they can ride the hot hand here, as I've said before. Both goalies were solid in the regular season, finishing top 25 and goal save above the expected here. Them adding uh, Lindholm really secured up their D in terms of their top four um, with Lindholm, McAvoy, Grizzlick, and Carlo. I like that a lot. They do have depth. While it's not depth scoring, they do have depth. They can roll four lines and match up pretty well with most teams in the NHL. The power play is obviously a concern. Um, but Carolina is a pretty disciplined team here. So I don't think that's going to play a major factor. Um, I like Boston here. They're just going to be a team that grinds it out and just finds ways to win. So I like Boston in six here. That's my uh, official pick. I I also, I just, I want to say this, and it's a very good segue into the next series. I personally think whichever team wins this game will come out of the Metro playoff pool or wins this series. I think it's just unfortunate that these two teams are playing each other because they're just both perfectly playoff built teams. This is nothing against Boston. I think they're an incredible team. I just think Carolina just got a little bit more. Fair enough. All right, let's move on to the next one. Rangers versus the Penguins. Pretty even um, series when we're looking at the odds here. So yeah, New York has shifted to the slight favorite at minus 115, Pittsburgh minus 105. What are we, what are we thinking here? Yeah. I was going to say, Fra- Franco, what are you thinking? Both teams just like get struck by lightning or. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Both could lose. That'd be great. <laughs> um, but no, seriously, I despise the franchise. Can't stand them, but I, I have the Rangers winning this one. Uh, Penguins struggling with their injuries, especially in net. This is a terrible time for that. Um, Rangers since the all-star break have gotten slightly better five on five. I know they haven't been 
great all year, but after the trade deadline, they picked it up a bit with some of those pickups they had. Um, still, they have the best goalie in the NHL this year. Come to see how he does playoff time, but he's an incredible, incredible goalie. Um, and, and I like him. I think it's going to be a close series. I don't think it's going to be very one-sided, uh, but I do like the Rangers. And, and since I'm going, I'll, I'm going to say uh, Rangers in, I'll say in seven. Betsky, what do we got? Yeah, I mean, I love what they did in the deadline. I mean, Vitrano has been awesome for them. It's really kind of been that, you know, you plop a piece into a team that just fits and things just start going well. Man, it's hard to root against Pittsburgh, though, as far as a team that just can put it together. As far as kind of – it's very similar to the last series we're talking about. We're talking about an up-and-coming team that has a lot of depth. There's a lot of – kids on there that are starting to become stars. There's still some vets there that are really doing well for their team. But I mean, we are going against like one of the greatest players of all time. They somehow found a goalie that can win them games. I mean, I, this one's such a toss up for me. This, this is one of the hardest of all the matches for me to pick. And even after all that ruhaha for Pittsburgh, I'd still think Rangers and Rangers and six. I think it's just too much. I think the home ice is a big, a big advantage for them too. Yeah. Franco, what do you got here? Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I'm going Rangers and five. Yep. I just think, I just think they have too much now with, with the players that they added in Coppin and Petrano. And then, you know, you have a guy like, Goudreau on the fourth line, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, scoring from their defensemen, uh, Fox and Truba as well. It's just I, I like what they have. And and with the Smith and that for however long it's gonna end up being, they, they could go down 2-0 real quick and now it's an issue. So even with Crosby and Malkin and Latang still there, even a guy like Jeff Carter, you know, they're they're good players, but might be the changing of the guard finally and maybe a change in Pittsburgh. I don't know who's going to end up being gone next year from that team. And we might be seeing a new team there. So I, I just think the Rangers are too much for them. Yeah. So the yeah. Pens- oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, just to sprinkle on what, what Chuck was saying too. The big thing here too, is the Rangers depth is a little different. I mean, if you have an injury and in, in, on your defense, especially, and you need to do a call up, I don't know who at Pittsburgh has from that they pulled up from the AHL to like run right into the lineup if, if needed. But on the other hand, Rangers can put in Jones. They, they got a ton of guys that are just chopping at the bits to get some NHL playing time because that prospect pool has just been billowing for a while now. So if, you know, a key guy goes down or a depth guy even goes down for Rangers, you're plugging in a guy that's going to be hungry and has pedigree and has been absolutely lighting up the AHL. Pittsburgh, on the other hand, you're maybe pulling up a guy who who's just not going to be able to keep up. Yeah, I think one of the, I wouldn't say underrated, but I think one of the most, the kind of signing or trade that slid underneath the deadline was Andrew Kopp. Uh, extremely kind mm-hmm. of versatile skater, uh, fits in extremely well on that second line with Panarin and Strom there. Um, he's got 
18 points in 16 games. Uh, Cop did miss three of the last four regular season games with lower body injury, but is expected to be back. Yeah, I mean, it's if you look at the goalie matchup, it's a complete mismatch, right? If you have dismissed starting game one versus Sturkin, it's a complete mismatch in that uh, regards. Um, yeah, I think the Rangers get it done here. I think the home ice obviously is something crucial to do with it. But yeah, I mean, Shesterkin's a the Vesna winner, pretty much, right? Like, there's no real debate there, and a heart candidate, which probably he's not going to win, but he's a candidate. Um, yeah, I, I like the Rangers here. I think they just have more depth. Um, their top three guys, uh, let me pull it up here. Their top three guys, yeah, Panarin, Zabanajed, and Kreider all had career seasons, um, so they do have some scoring up top. But yeah. I'm right. I'm with Chuck here. I like the Rangers in five. I don't really see Pittsburgh. Um, maybe they'll grab a game at home, but I think this is a pretty easy series for the Rangers, despite what the odds are saying. Yeah. Now, now that I'm just like sitting here looking at the lineups too. Their third line is projected to be Lafreniere and Kako, uh, both on the wings. So we're talking about a former first overall pick and a second overall pick. And we've seen it time and time again. Some of these players just finally break out during the playoffs. So, I mean, imagine if your secondary scoring is coming from two guys who were top three picks uh, just a couple drafts ago. I mean, this could easily be that point where they just completely tip them over the edge, too. So it should be interesting. They could actually make quite a run. Guys like that have everything to play for too. You know, they're coming in. Exactly. They, they don't know if they're ever going to make it back to the playoffs. So they're, they're here and they're, they're hungry. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So just to recap, I have Rangers in five. Cheds has Rangers in seven. Besky's got Rangers in six and Chuck's got Rangers in five. All right. I, I, I want to switch after this conversation. You guys convinced me I'm on the Rangers and I'm, I'm on uh Rangers in five. Plus All right. I love it. So Chet's the only guy with the Rangers in seven here. That should be interesting for sure. Um, all right. So pretty much all in agreement here uh, in terms of series besides um, Boston and Carolina. I think that's going to be one of the better ones when looking at it. That's obviously the first game that's happening tomorrow. Uh, I guess we can start the Western Conference now. First matchup, Colorado versus Nashville. If Saros, I know we talked about this before, uh, before pre-podcast, but if Saros doesn't play and you had to give a percentage for Nashville winning the series, what would it be? If Saros isn't if Saros doesn't play, what percentage would you give Nashville to win this series? 10%. I mean, 10%. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's a realistic number. Uh, I mean, I would. I would trade you just about anything I have. You can have my my crypto account. You, I, I would talk to. I have to talk to the girlfriend and see if we could give you our house. I mean, you could be living pretty here if Nashville wins. I just don't see it. Um, so I, I don't see it at all. Yeah. So obviously the odds. We'll touch on that first. Colorado is the biggest favorite in the first round matchups. Minus six fifty. Nashville's plus uh, four fifty. Nashville had a chance. Um, obviously dropped their last game of the season to Arizona, your Arizona Coyotes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A, what was an awful third period? I watched that. I had it on in the second and I was like, okay, Nashville's <laughs> going to win this. We're going to go home. Like playoff series are set. I start writing the article and I turn it back on. Arizona won the game. 
Yeah. Just, just a wild. I mean, I, I, I they, they, they were. It was an uphill battle for them. I mean, there's was the, the, I mean, they're playing against the team who's going to play their last game in their home arena. I think it was probably the only sold out game we had all year. Um, they took the quick lead and then we pulled the goalie and but. To me, what it showed was just how bad Nashville's goaltenders are after Saros. And if you're going to try to keep up with Colorado with a team that can't keep up with being up 4-0 against the Oats, I mean, again, if any boys want to move to Tempe, if they win, the house is yours. I'm sorry. It's, it's to me that, that clear that Colorado is going to take this one. Well, we saw Riddick come in um, for when uh, Saros went down in that Calgary game, um, and he let up that last second goal to force OT, and then in OT he let up a terrible shot, which is from the high slot that just kind of trickled underneath. It looked like his glove almost. Um, but I guess a little switch of conversation here. Obviously, battle between the two potential Norris Trophy winners, Yossi and Makar. If you had to pick one right now, we got. I lean McCarr. I think he's better defensively. Um, the numbers back Yossi for his point scoring. He's had an unbelievable year. But I just think if you're looking all around game as a defenseman, I think McCarr is a better player this year, at least, than, than Yossi is. Yeah, and we brought this up last time I was on the podcast. Uh, I think both me and uh, Cheddar's were actually kind of leaning Yossi because that was when he was like on pace for over a hundred points. Actually, it looked like he was going to be able to do it. He started to slow down. And I really think as far as the people who type of typically vote on these things, I think there was, you know, that threshold. If, if he hits X amount of points, I'm voting for him. If he hits this amount of goals and this amount of assists, I'm voting for him. But otherwise I think the car's clearly been, the best defenseman in the league. And I, I don't think there's, it's going to, there's going to be any doubt after this series. Yeah. I think another thing too, when we talked about Yossi winning, he was at plus, I believe one fifty or around there, which I, we thought had some value. So I think that definitely yeah. played a role in it um, in terms of odds. Interesting stat here. Um, and let me pull it up here. Um Nashville is the only team to beat Colorado three times a season. Do we want to change our percentages at all? Maybe from 10 to 11? No, no one's biting here. One one was a shootout and one was overtime. So I don't know how good I feel about that. Honestly, I still still back Colorado. Sorry, guys. I am now back. I have to go help with something. Um. We got Colorado, Nashville, Matt. Did I? Did I, gi- I gave my pick for the last Eastern Conference one, right? Yes, you did. All right. So I, I posed uh, I posed this question to Chuck and Betsky. If Saros doesn't play, what percentage chance of Nash? Like, what percentage do you give Nashville of winning, percentage wise? Two percent. Two percent. Okay. 2%. That was the lowest one of the board so far. All right. I well, mine, mine is practically zero. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying it, you guys. Can I'll move to Arizona and take over a house. I'll try to find a way to get the paperwork to you guys. And I'll give you access to the crypto account. That's how far we're going with this. I do not trust the John Hines team to do anything come playoff time. That team is good. But without UC Soros, 
going up against that potent offense, like, man, like, good luck. Who's their backup? David Rittick or whatever his name Riddick, is, right? Yeah. Good luck. Um, I think if anyone said it best, well, let me pull up the quote. He said it earlier this season. This is one of my favorite quotes of the season. Um, it's Calgary Flames coach Daryl Sutter after playing the Colorado Avalanche um, saying word for word, whoever is the wildcard team playing the Avalanche is essentially wasting eight days. Um, he said in a press conference, and I will match that energy because uh, my pick is going to be Colorado. I'll say in five. Preds will win one game somehow. Bensky, Franco, what do you got here? I'm just looking at the odds. I Colorado and four is three thirty, or Colorado and five is two twenty. Oh, I I may go for the full sweep. We usually see one every year. This this is the most confident one I have. Probably my best bet of the playoffs so far right now. It's looking like Colorado Avalanche minus two and a half games, minus 110. Ah, that's not bad. Go on FanDuel and it's plus 105. That's even better. Though. Even that's, more. That's one I'm locking in. That, is, that well. is, that is, if everyone listening, that is my Matt gave out, I believe was last week. What, right, Matt? Sell your house, five unit, whale max, lock play of the year. <laughs> this is, this is my first ever two unit play of the year. Colorado Avalanche minus two and a half games plus 105. Two units on it. I love this, but couldn't love it more. I also like the series total in four games plus 290, series total in five games plus 200. If it does go five, you're still netting a unit. If it does end up Colorado sweeping, you're netting 1.9 units. Love this series. Yeah. Love that. Great value on both those. I got Colorado. In five, I do think Soros does return for a game. Maybe Nashville sneaks one out at home, maybe a 3-2 game, maybe a 2-1 game. Colorado's offense just doesn't show up. Happens sometimes. Colorado in five. I love it. Yeah, and the big thing, too, in the series is Nashville with the penalties. I mean, the, yeah, all yeah. year. All year. It's it's ridiculous. They, they're not a good enough team to be taking that, kind of, that, that many penalties, and now you're going to go against this team. It's, yeah. It's just a recipe yeah. for disaster. I didn't even I didn't even think of that. <laughs> I mean, they're I think they're kind of like by far the most penalized team in the league, too. They are. And Colorado's power play is ridiculous. And on top of all that, I think the second most penalized team in the NHL is the Minnesota Wild. Yeah. But at least they have the second best penalty kill. The Avalanche or the, the Predators are like 20th ranked penalty kill. It's not even that good. So they're getting all this practice and not very good at it anyway. Since the since the All Star break, they ranked twenty seventh actually. So they've gotten worse. <laughs> so just add that to the mix. And Landis Dog is coming back. As I was well, going to say right? on top of all that, yeah, this is a yeah. Different I was wondering. Team. That's stupid. <laughs> With Lekkanen on the second line. Yep. Um, all of that top Avs power play point. Um. Props may be a decent decent lean, depending on what the, the rates are there. You're probably looking at minus one ten or worse for everybody, but I'll take gosh, it. Gosh, I know. If they're if it's at plus, it's a little different, but I don't know about power play point. 
I, I think a point might be, but power play points, those are usually at least yeah, but a little the points bit are always minus 200 to over two points. So. Yeah, but you also got to think come playoff time, they sold the whistles a little bit. There's not going to be as many play penalties called, in my opinion. Yeah, but the goaltending is just so bad in Nashville. This is, I mean, I'm talking about this series and this series only. It'll depend on the, the bend on the, uh, sure. the line. But Riddick has one game played in 2020 in the playoffs, three goals against on nine shots, by the way. Good. Good. <laughs> all right. Let's, let's wrap this series up. I think we're all in agreement here. I got Colorado in five. Chats has got Colorado in five. Franco, Betsky, what do you got here? Colorado in four. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna ride the sweep. It's got to happen in round one at some point, and this is the one. All right. If I remember correctly, I think the juiciest series is coming up right now. Yep. We had two St. Louis versus Minnesota. Hold on, let me find a quarter, something to flip. <laughs> <laughs> that pretty much describes it, though. I mean, it really does. Arguably, the two most. I mean, we talked about it with Carolina, Boston, evenly matched teams, right? You look at St. Louis and Minnesota, two evenly matched teams. St. Louis has depth. Um, Minnesota obviously has Kaprizov and the addition of Flurry at the deadline. Him and Talbot. Talbot's now found his game suddenly, um, which has been kind of a revitalization for him. In terms of the odds, let me look real quick. It is, wow, Minnesota Wilds a heavy favorite, minus 150 on the money line. St. Louis is plus 130. For me, I looked at this series before. Uh, obviously, Minnesota has home ice advantage, but I said who's ever the under, who's ever getting plus money is my pick here. So I'm riding St. Louis. Yep. And Matt just pulled up a wheel right now for his pick. So we're waiting for this. Oh, we're gonna go in depth. Every okay. I'm gonna spend seven times or first person to get four. Okay. So it's also gonna be my series pick. Okay. As well. Uh, Blues won game one. Okay, so they t- Blues take game one on the road. Who's, Huso has a good game. What do you think that one? What do you think was the key in game one there? Uh, key in game one, they scored more goals than the Wild. All right, I like that. All right, Wild take game two, even up the series here. Yep, yep. I really didn't want to spin this seven times, so I'm hoping someone runs away with it. <laughs> wild not a little run, two in a row. You know this is going seven, right? Of course it is. Because I did this, it's going to nope. Wild, wild take game three, three, one, one. three one lead. Wow. Here, okay. here comes, here, here here comes, comes the, here comes the yeah. push. Come on. Yep. There it is. Blue swing game five. Three two in the series. Back against the wall. This is entertainment. If anyone could, if this was being streamed, this would be great entertainment. And ooh, the oh, wild. Wild. Four two. All right, there's my pick, Wild and Six. Wow. All right. That's the type of insight we provide here. Yeah. Chuck, <laughs> Betsky, any, any thoughts here on this one? Uh, this is tough. Yeah. I, I, I kind of I kind of like the Blues. And the as I was looking at stats, special teams is a big thing. Um Minnesota's given up a, lot, a good amount of penalties per game. Blues don't at all. And um, their penalty kill has been fantastic. Their power play has been fantastic. And Minnesota's penalty kill has not been that good overall. So 
I kind of I kind of think that that might be the difference here with with a series that could potentially go seven games. You know, Flurry has the playoff experience, but they haven't even announced the starter yet. Um, they said they wouldn't until um, game time. The the biggest worry the biggest worry if you're backing St. Louis is the goaltending though because Huso has no mm-hmm. playoff experience and then Bennington does but Bennington's zero and nine in the last two years in the playoffs so I mean I, mean, I think that's, that's a huge question on both sides though I mean I know Flurry's been great he's been amazing in playoffs but he's also older yep. he's been kind of all right since he's came over to the blue or sorry Wild um. Yeah, Talbot's been better, honestly. But yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know no, I know, and 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 nothing, them. nothing like a way to ruin a playoff run than some goalie controversy, right? Yeah, and that's and that could be an issue as well. And St. Louis is three and zero in the season series against them as well, and the over three and zero in the season series as well. So that's kind of interesting. So uh, Minnesota is so good at home, so mm-hmm. St. Louis is going to have to win one away. But I think with their scoring, they can. Both teams have has fantastic depth. Their top three lines are amazing, and they can all score. So I think this is going to be an amazing series. I think it goes seven, but I think it's Blues in seven. Yeah, um, well, it, it reminds say, me of, Go ahead. Um, I'm sorry for wasting everyone's time. I'm going to go back on my pick because uh, after looking at some of the numbers and hearing that math, I'm going to go with the Blues. So I just wasted everyone's time. I'll give you guys two minutes back, I promise. St. Louis in six or seven? Uh, I think it's going to be close um, because of how good the wild are at home. I think if the blues close it, they're going to have to close it on home ice in six. So I'll go six. Okay. What made you change? The season series being three Oh, and I misspoke. I don't know why I thought the wild had a really good penalty kill. I said that earlier and that was completely wrong. Um, come playoff time. You got to be fortuitous with your power plays. Blues second best power play in the NHL, fifth best penalty kill in the NHL. The wild, as you mentioned, are, bottom half of the NHL, both power play and penalty kill. Um, and yeah, I look at the end of the day, I think Billy Huso has been great. One of those guys who's playing for a uh, playing for a contract. He's a UFA at the end yep. of the year. And you're looking at advanced analytics. He's been the ninth best goal in the NHL plus 13 and a half goals saved above expected this year, both Cam Talbot and Mark Andre Fleury 57th and 30, 83rd in the NHL. Um, Granted, I will give Marc-Andre Fleury a pass. It was on the Blackhawks, but still, they weren't great this year. I don't know how Cam Talbot was an all-star. Um, I think goaltending kind of flipped me that way. And even if Huso does struggle, they have a guy in Bennington who's not great this year, but was very, very good and instrumental in a big playoff run for them. Uh, yeah. Not to mention, I, I they have some guys that you just love to have in the playoffs, like Brandon Saad, Ryan O'Reilly, uh, Braden Shen, like these are guys like you just love to have them come playoff time. Yeah, I agree. Well, I know on the podcast this isn't going to be on video, but we we're loading up on the Blues. We got the old the old vintage hat on. I'm all for the Blues here. I mean, they've been clicking at the right time. Wild have been great all season, but there haven't been as many ebbs and flows for them. And I mean, they're still doing all right in the end of the season, but I really feel like Blues have cranked it to a new level. I, I think they got better depth. They got more playoff experience, even though they they are kind of in a similar situation with the kind of a goaltender tandem. It's not as controversial 
where Wild may feel like they have to play Flurry even if he plays bad. I don't think Blues are in that situation where they'll have to think that. And then it's already been mentioned, but uh, Minnesota just are giving up way too many power power penalties uh, day in, day out. I think Blues are going to be able to capitalize on that. I think Minnesota is still a little bit of a younger team where Blues have – you know, Cairo and Robert Thomas is really coming, uh, coming together. But, uh, you know, Erickson Eck, Greenway, Kaprizov, I mean, even Fiala's on the younger side of things and a little bit less experienced Boldies in their top six. These are guys that may take dumb penalties. Hartman, I mean, th- I mean, that's what really this whole team is. They just kind of take, they get a little reckless. Blues know how to play hard and disciplined at the same time. And I think that's what it's going to come down to. Plus, Barube is an X factor, right? I mean, he's been there, and a lot of these guys have been there on this team. Yeah. So they they know they know how to win those those tight games, and I think that who is that that you mentioned? I'm sorry, Craig Barube, St. Louis coach Barube. Yeah. Yep. I'm sorry, I just I misheard it. I I definitely think Blues need to win at home. Um, So I think Blues Blues and six plus five hundred is looking pretty tasty. Real quick on daily faceoff, they have Matt Zuccarello day to day. I didn't re- recognize he had injury issues. I saw he's going to play though. He practiced. Yeah, too. I think that was kind of the whole end of the season. He was kind of in and out. And gotcha. Okay, good to know. I just I was looking on daily faceoff and saw he was missing on that first line. I'm not a hundred percent sure what the injury is, uh, and it seems like they've been keeping it kind of quiet. And he's been kind of moved around the lineup during this right if i if i remember correctly so and that is something to think about for sure the problem with him and historically too is he's a smaller guy and he has had yeah. an injury history so that, that could be a big thing for the series as well yeah and right. you know I, something real quickly that hasn't been really discussed this season is the tarasenko fuck you tour i mean he's pulling a full aaron Rodgers here he's gone off this year after like being told that he's going to get traded asking for a trade not getting it i mean he's i mean we just need him to start dating some hollywood actress and we got the full story again right i was begging the devils to pick him up we were one of the rumor teams in on him <laughs> so but, we're, but, but we're worried about his show it, it was all east coast it was like rangers yeah. islanders flyers devils um and it was all like teams worried about his shoulder and he's just like well i'm have been one of the best goal scorers in the nhl in the last five or so years, and here's me doing it again. So literally, F all of you. So I know I talked to this before, but one of the value plays here is too. Obviously, I think we're all in agreement here. This series either goes six or seven games. Both are plus 200. So if you do risk one unit, you're going to net one unit regardless um, on each. So I like that. You guys are all in St. Louis. I was on St. Louis. We need to heal. I'm going Minnesota in seven. They get it done at home. For whatever reason, I think obviously the home ice advantage plays a major factor into the odds here. For whatever reason, I think Talbot, Talbot's been good. Looking at Huso and Bennington's last like four or five starts, they've been awful. They haven't been good at all. Um, Talbot's been very good, I believe, averaging around two or three in his last four or five. Um, I think Talbot starts game one. I'm going to put that on the record now. Talbot starts game one. Flurry can come in in relief if needed in game two if he does struggle. But Minnesota wins game one and wins a series in seven. 
In my opinion, I think Cam Talbot has to be the starter. I don't care about veteran leadership. I just think he's the better goalie right now. Agree. All right. So we have our picks in this one. We can move on to the next series, Calgary versus Dallas. Uh, I'm sure Calgary thought they're going to end up playing Nashville. As we know, that didn't happen. Um, Nashville lost their last game of the regular season. So now they're going to play uh, Dallas match up against Calgary. The current odds on this series, let me pull it up quickly. Calgary is a heavy favorite here. Minus 350. Dallas is plus 270. What do we got, Matt? Do we think Dallas stands a chance? No. Uh, I'm looking at all their numbers. They're just a, I, I hate to say this, painfully average team. Mm-hmm. There's, there's average at everything across the board, like literally between 10th and 20th and everything in the NHL. Um, I'm going to go on record. I said this before. Calgary's the team I'm picking in the West to win it all. Or not win it all, to make it out of the West. I'm sorry. Um Love their team. I just think that team is just so many good pieces of players that can win in the playoffs. Blake Coleman's a huge addition. Like that guy was a key glue guy in a back-to-back Stanley Cup winning team. Um, I think they have the perfect mix of grit and talent. Defensively, they have a great defensive system. They have a good goalie in net with Jacob Markstrom. Not great. But overall, I love that team. I love Daryl Suter. Uh, Love, love, love the Calgary Flames. And I, I think they're going to relatively, relatively easily sweep away the Dallas Stars, who even in clinching up playoffs felt looked awful. They had a three-goal lead against the Minis- or against the Arizona Coyotes, and they blew oh, yeah. it and lost in overtime. Like, come on. Like, yes, they back their way in <laughs> and somehow leapfrog Nashville. But that was more down because Vegas were even worse than they were. Neither team deserved to make the playoffs. When Coyotes beat Nashville, too, to help that out, too. <laughs> Again, neither team deserved to be in the playoffs. Neither did yeah. Vegas. All of no. those teams backed They were all fighting to lose. That's that's what it came yeah. down to. Yeah. All right. Betsky, Chad's Dallas, no. I, I, I don't think there's much to argue here. I'll, I mean, I think, I, I think Dallas can probably take one at home. They still got some big bruising guys. That hints Robertson, Pelvesky line's been great. It's a bad opponent, though. I mean, I know they couldn't play Nashville, so I'm, I'm just trying to, like, look back through. You know, like, Dallas versus L.A., now that could have been kind of interesting. Even, like, Dallas versus Minnesota could have been interesting just for Dallas to maybe capitalize on Minnesota taking so many, so many penalties. But it's just uh, – totally different matchup here i mean it's very similar to the colorado and nashville series and i a borderline take the sweep i think dallas can probably steal one at home though chads what do we got or uh sorry uh franco i'm seeing calgary minus one and a half at minus 145 which i mean i don't like going that high usually but that just seems like stupid cheap for that i was literally yeah, just I mean, typing that bet in as as you were speaking right there, I literally just saw that pop up on uh, DraftKings. Yeah, I I think I'm I would lay that number uh, yeah, for just, sure. Just get on FanDuel. Pop that with the yeah, and pop that just, with the Colorado. If you can parlay it, pop it with the Colorado money line, and or the better option if you have it, just hop over on FanDuel. Get my pick of the series minus one twenty seven for minus one and a half. So you take it significantly Ooh, down with great value. I it's do currently my, sorry, mine 20, minus 120, minus 128. I'm sorry. 
Um, I'm locking that in right now. I'm locking that in right after the show. Also one of my plays. So I just parlayed Calgary Flames minus one and a half, Florida Panthers minus one and a half. Obviously, Chad's close your ears here, but Colorado minus one and a half. All three of those plus 289. Doesn't seem like a bad bet. If I had to um, place a parlay, I'm not a parlay guy, but it doesn't seem like a bad one. Um, I got, I got caps and four preds and four stars and four <laughs> parlay for how, how do I, I can't even parlay. They don't even let me. I'm sorry. They won't, they won't even let you do that. <laughs> yeah, they know. Wait. they know. We can't put this, we can't, we can't make this guy lose all of his life. Yeah. Hold up. Hold up. Let me just tell you what the odds would be on it. If it did happen. All right. Well, Matt's looking at it up uh franco i, I did notice picks. so so i noticed one thing that i want to point out dallas is actually 19 20 and 2 on the road so effectively they're not even over 500 on the road wow it's just like mind-blowing for a playoff team so yeah I, I don't even know how to say that and then also they are ranked 21st in goals four per game at 2.84 so you could argue they're not even they shouldn't even be here and you're going against this Flames team that just has been rolling all year. And I feel like we've gotten uh, almost jaded with them at this point. They were a team that was hot and you could reasonably bet on them earlier in the year and it was fun. And then they started having these minus 300 lines and everybody stopped betting them. And, uh, you know, we're, we've moved on from them. But I think now now it's just easy money coming here. So their depth it's, is just insane and and on offense and defense and solid goaltending as well. It's crazy. The, was, the one thing that worries me about the flames and not necessarily in this series, but as we get further along, they don't really have a number one center and they don't really have a number one defenseman. I mean, oh, Hannafin's yeah. had been having a hell of a year and I think all the advanced stats show that he's, kind of technically hit that number one def- defensive end uh, in every aspect of the game, both offensively and def- defensively. Lindholm's been fantastic. Don't get me wrong. Um, but looking down and up in the lineups and all the other matches, I feel like there's one, st- maybe outside of LA, well, they have Kopitar and Dowdy, I guess. I feel like every other team has somebody – out in one position that's better than somebody in the flames outside of maybe a left winger. Carolina may be one of those teams too, where it's just absolute insane depth and that can carry you. But yeah, right. I don't know. Just that's just my asterisk here. Not that yeah. I have heavy any disagree. Doubt that. Heavy disagree on one point. Yeah. Elias Lindholm is absolutely a number one bona fide number one center in the True NHL. One C. He absolutely is. He put up 40 goals this year. Yeah, he stepped um, yeah. up this year. He was in that conversation for sure. I think yeah. even before that, 2018, he almost put up a point per game. 2019, he had a down year, but even then he was about 0.7 points per game. Back in 2020, he was a 0.9 points per game. This year at a point per game. He's very good defensively. He plays on the penalty kill as well. I think he's absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt in my eyes, a, a number one center. True one. He does everything yeah. that you want. Um, those are good points and hold on let me just look up one more thing he may be he may be more in that mold of uh ryan o'reilly where for years it just didn't feel like he was but he was actually putting up that production and doing everything else in the game they needed to so maybe i need to get with the times on top of that 
top ten in the NHL faceoff percentage as well. Number one. See, team. that's where I did it. I didn't. I needed to look it up. All right. All I also right. You're making me a that. believer. You're making me a believer. But I'll also say, if you're going to use the thing that they don't have the best player in a position, then we might as well just wrap it up and give it a Colorado because I think they have the best player in every position at the top. Well, you're looking at number one center, number one D man. Probably right not winger. goalie, but yeah, right winger. Um, that's tough. But I, I don't disagree with you in terms of like the high end talent. But saying Elias Lindholm is in a number one center is a heavy disagree for me. All right. All right. What have we got in this series? Flames in four. I'm going to go Flames, Flames in five. five. Yeah, I think Dallas gets one at home. Yeah, I'm going to go Flames in five as well. For your guys' interest, if you would like to parlay Predators in four, f- Stars in four, and Capitals in four, 10 wins you $220,000. $10. That's- <laughs> uh, well, I will not be placing that, so I will be missing out on the potential yeah. $20,000. I will take my $10 so and spend it all. $200,000. $200, $200, $200, $20, I think you guys got better odds of just Nashville getting out of the Colorado series and then getting to take my home and everything else I own. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's move on to the last one, last playoff All series. Right. Edmonton versus the Kings. Um, <sighs> the current series line, Edmonton. Oh, hang on. One second. Series props. Edmonton's, where is this? Edmonton's minus 250. Kings are plus 200. Um, yeah, interesting series for sure. Edmonton. Uh, high-powered offense, obviously, addition to Canes worked out well on their top line. Los Angeles, kind of a shutdown team. Um, Mike Smith's been playing much better for Edmonton as of late. But, yeah, I don't know. I'm curious to hear your guys' thoughts on this one. As somebody who witnessed the 2012 Coyotes and what Mike Smith can do, and I hate to say it because, man, he's he's a – asshole at times too if that guy's motivated it's it's scary uh i don't know how edmonton's been so good against shot suppression i don't know how they've been so good at preventing penalties given i mean it's like a dave Tippett team still being ran even though they fired him and they've opened up the offense even I thought the Kane edition was awful at the time and it's kind of just what they needed to get that top six rolling. Um, I mean, I think they look really scary. I don't think that it's going to be a problem against Ellie. Is, is Dowdy even back? No. Yeah. That's why I thought. That's why I thought. And the Kings haven't looked the same since he's gone down. They're getting a lot of, I, I think some of these kids are really starting to pull together some wins for them. Those kids are starting to develop. To me, this looks like New York Rangers last year, where it's kind of a younger team that's starting to come together. Um, the pieces are kind of starting to come together. You're starting to see th- how what this team can turn into, but you know they haven't plopped a Panarin into it yet. They haven't plopped a Zbanejan into it. I guess they have Kopitar, but I, mean, I don't think Edmonton's going to have to sweat this at all. Franco? I agree. I, I, I want to root for the Kings because I, I like their team, but I just I just don't see it. The stats don't back it up at all. I was looking at um, some last last 10 for power play and penalty kills. 
Edmonton uh, last 10 is ranked fourth in the power play and first in the penalty kill. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of unbelievable their turnaround, from, you know, like, like Betsky said about being more defensive. I, I never thought I'd be saying this about this team and Mike Smith's been on a tear. Yeah. I, 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 it doesn't make sense. It doesn't compute in my mind, but um, yeah. And, and I just, I don't see it from, from the Kings. They, they, on the other hand, away have been hitting 8% on the power play. 8%. That's terrible. So um, they're just not scoring. I don't think they can score enough to compete with this team. And that's what's really going to come down to. Maybe they can steal one. I think I do like Deneau and Kopitar as, as great defensive centers. And maybe that can slow down the two lines. But with Edmonton having the home ice, especially, that, that gives them the line change advantage. So they're going to be able to shift out and have at least one favorable matchup in every game. So I just, I just don't think they can stop this team. So I, I say Oilers in five. I, I'm going the opposite way. I think this uh, LA Kings team is exactly the type of team that you do not want to come play playoffs. Hmm. Um, they, Ante Kopar, Philip to are two of the best defensive centers in the NHL. Uh, that is annoying to play against. Even guys like Dustin Brown, Quentin Byfield, Alex I, like these are just guys you don't want to play. I agree the defense is a worry with Drew Doughty out. It's not like Edmonton's defense is very good. Uh, it's better than theirs, maybe, right? Darnell Nurse, Evan Bouchard, who's been really good this year. Um, I I, I want to kind of go the other way here. I like the LA Kings. Defensively, they don't give up a lot of goals. They have it all year. They're one of the best teams that shot suppression in the NHL. Um, and even better, I think they're second in the NHL at shots on goal against – or shots on goal against per game. Uh, they're, I believe, goals for they're actually middle of the pack, um, but they didn't give up many shots. Um, I'm going to go with the upset here. Got to spice it up. There's always upsets, even when no one thinks one's coming. Uh, so I'm going to go LA Kings. Uh, I'll say Kings in six. I get Besky. What do you got here? I'm doing Edmonton in five. I'm going to go Edmonton in six here. Um I think Chad's is right here. I think this Kings team is kind of a scrappy team that can get two wins and shut down this Edmonton offense um, in at least two games. So I like Edmonton in six here. Ultimately, I think they pulled out here. Um, Mike Smith revenge tour. Let's start it up again. Um, all in on that. So, all right. I will release this graphic later of kind of all of our really quickly. Yeah. If you're going to try, if you're putting your hands in Mike Smith, you're just, I know lately he was better, but this year he was getting laughed at for being one of the worst goalies in the NHL. Look, recency bias is a very good heavy thing with him because up until his last, like, I feel like 10 games, like, he was bad and people were calling for his head. He's picked Mm -hmm. it up. Yes, I think he's actually won like six or seven of his last – no, sorry, he's won like six or seven in a row now. Before that streak, he was god-awful. He's yeah, the wheels will of, come off eventually. He's won nine in a row. Yeah, it, it could be next year. <laughs> yeah, Smith is won like forty-five or whatever. Yeah, so the, he, the, the, the I've seen it. The dude when he when he turns on, he has a switch that somehow he manages to 
reach sometimes. I don't know how he's doing it. I wish I could figure out where mine is. Uh, but once he gets that turned on again, it's it's insane. I I mean, there was that 2012 playoff series against the Hawks. He had like 45 saves against them. And it, we Arizona won like four to one after him just getting completely shellacked for the, for the first two periods. Yeah, Not so, saying it's going to happen, but I've seen it happen. And when it does, he's he's unstoppable. Yeah. And I hate him. I hate him so much. So Smith <laughs> enters the playoffs on a nine-game winning streak, which ties Jacques Plante <laughs> for the longest win streak in the NHL history by a goalie aged 40 or older. Just a fun fact for everyone right there. Nine-game winning he, streak Mike Smith's on. He, he's going to score in the series. Watch it. He will. He will get a goal on an empty net. And it's going to piss where's everyone the, off. He's, he's going to do it. Where's the DraftKings head-to-head? Mike Smith versus Anche Kopitar. Goals. But, yeah. Yeah, I don't think. So, all right. <laughs> so, we'll, we'll wrap that up. So, obviously, our graphic will be out later, kind of highlighting all of our picks in the series. Now, I know we hinted this hinted at this uh, a little bit before kind of in the start of the podcast, but we are doing a snake draft of NHL playoff teams right now. So I got the first overall pick Franco's two, Betsky's three, Cheds is four. And then obviously Cheds will loop back around in the second round. The prize is what do we agree on a Jersey? Yeah. You know, I, I'm not, uh, yeah, I'm not so much of a sweater guy, so if, I'll just pick out some cool fucking old vintage shit off Etsy, and you guys can buy that for me. But yeah, we we could just do like a some apparel of your team, maximum value. Yeah, whatever you want, you know, whatever you want. We'll, we'll discuss um, that at a later date. But all right, so we're each going to draft four teams. Um, any every playoff team's live um, right now. It doesn't matter the odds. You can go wherever you want. So. You guys good to start? Yeah. Yeah. And, and just to further clarify, it's because all our teams suck and didn't make the playoffs. So these are our four bandwagon teams um, that we're going for. Yeah, exactly. You can go all West, all East, same matchup, first round, doesn't matter. Everything's on the board. All right. I'm going to start off Tampa Bay. Three peak. <sighs> Tampa Bay, right off the top of the board. I'm going Tampa Bay. Franco, you're on the clock. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna shift it here because it would be Avs, but I'm gonna go with the Flames. I I got money on them to win. So what the hell? Let's let's ride till we die. All right. Uh, then I'll just easily jump on the, the Avs right here. You guys really gonna like the other other obvious <laughs> thing? The Panthers. I don't want them. You guys know I don't. Want them. They might go the fourth. Then no. then take a reach. Uh, I'm I'm reaching. Hold on, let me look at all the teams. Oh, I gotta, you got like, you got two picks here. right now, so Canes. you got two here. Canes, I'll send you picks. over. I'll send o- I'll send over a, a thirty rack of Natty Ice if you take the Canes on top of a jersey if you win. Well, I was I was gonna pick the Canes anyway. Wow. Um, so I mean, I'll take the Natty Ice thirty pack. There you go. Well. Then you can make it a real party. Let's go, Canes. And because it'd be against all my bets, the Panthers are going to slip. They're going to be Malik Willis in our snake draft. Well, you do have two in a row. So yeah, you, you do. could so just go Canes, Canes and yeah, Florida here. 
first pick in the second round. Well, I was really hoping. You know what's the worst part? My second favorite team is the Bruins. I can't pick both of them because that's just destined <laughs> to lose. Or I'm playing the smart game, and at least I'm guaranteed one of my teams to make it to the next round. Um, not pick the Rangers. Fuck. It, you guys really put me in a pickle here. I'm gonna go Canes and Blues. Okay. Ooh. I'm next. Yep. All right, so the other day we were watching the Suns take down the Pelicans and we're starting to talk about Stanley Cup and odds and I was kind of talking about two of my uh, sleeper teams I liked a lot and one were Blues and my buddy pulled it up and it was man- I managed to guess what the line was. On, on Caesars it was plus 1,800. So I put five bucks on that because it kind of felt like destiny. And I also said Edmonton. And I guessed that at plus 2,000 without looking at it, which it was. So I had to put another five bucks on that. So I'm going to do Edmonton. All right. I think they got the the true star power and the Mike Smith factor to pull this thing off. I mean, I I could bet my life on who uh, Franco's taking right now. (laughs) I guess I have to take Florida at this point. I don't really want to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, all right, fine. I'll go with Florida. All right. Florida's off the boards. I'm going to go, hmm. I got back-to-back here. I'm going to go, oh, God. that We all know what team's left on the board. Oh, I can't do it. All right, I'm going to go Rangers and – Ruins. I, I thought you guys were gonna sit, like be sinister and leave the Rangers to be the last team for me to take with the last pick. <laughs> and I would literally just say you guys can take them because I don't want them. I thought you guys were gonna just go for that. All right, All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the wild then. That was my third team great, great between value. Rangers, Bruins, and uh Wild were the three I had left. So I'll go with the wild. So wait, Toronto's still out there? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Oh, well, I mean, the Phoenix connection. I mean, Austin Matthews, my buddy, he's going to hang out at the, the Casa de la Betsky during the summer. We're going to be swimming, drinking some Natty Ice, apparently, Natty for ice, the leftovers. Yeah. I don't have to send to the Cheds because Toronto's going to take it. All right. So you're going to Maple Leafs? Yeah. All right. Great pick. I, that's why I was eyeing up. Um, so just to clarify, teams left Pittsburgh, Washington. Kings, Kings, stars, stars. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's, it, it's getting fuck. ugly real yeah, fast here. I, I know. Oh God, uh, I'll take I'll take the Penguins definitely. Oh man, <laughs> the best of the worst remaining. I'll definitely take the Penguins. Um, so I have one. T- realistically, I should take another team in the West to give myself the most chances. But I want to take three Eastern teams. I'm not taking Nashville or Dallas. So I just backed them. Give me the L.A. Kings. What's the last East Coast team? <laughs> the Capitals. Cap. Oh, fuck. Look, I oh. back them, but I don't back – I'm backing them to maybe be in Florida. I, I guess I don't have Florida. So, yeah, I'll take Caps over Kings or Dallas. Or, I'm sorry, not Kings. Nashville or Dallas? Yeah, I'll take Caps. All right, Franco, who are you leaving okay. me with? So that's the strategy, huh? You don't want to go with the team you, you're going against, huh? All right, I'll go with Nashville then. What the hell? Take Dallas. 
going Dallas, and that leaves me with the team that's opposite. playing Colorado. Oh, <laughs> fuck. No, I thought. No, I said I'll go. Said, I said I'll go with Nashville. I said okay. I'll go with Nashville. Oh wow! Because right. yeah, I took because I took the Flames. So I, it, I mean, let's be honest it's, here. It's They're called hedging. It. Yeah, Mister Relevance, the Dallas Stars. I was going to say, right. can, can we redo the draft? I don't know if I like. Those. <laughs> <laughs> can we reset the order? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start shopping now. And can I get a Nordiques? Yeah, gear while I'm at it, or does it have to yeah, be? Yeah. You, wow. can get an Ari- you can get an Arizona State University men's ice hockey jersey. <laughs> well, they'll be playing there next year. <laughs> That'd be something. <laughs> All right, the Arizona State University hockey team could beat the Coyotes next year. The Sun Devils. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I hate when people make that <laughs> argument. I'm like, can Alabama beat the Jets? No, yeah, they yeah. crushed. Yeah. All right, any closing remarks, guys, before we wrap this up here? Obviously, we'll have the series preview posted shortly. The bandwagon draft, I'll also post that so everyone can watch our new fandom and our series picks will also be out. Any closing remarks? Yeah, fun fun day. Always, always nice to talk about hockey on a Sunday evening. It's getting late for you boys in the East, so you guys got to go to bed. I got to go start grilling some uh, food up. Thanks for having me again. It's been a blast. Remember, thanks for having me. Remember, sure. everyone, Panthers are frauds. Don't forget it. <laughs> Panthers are frauds. Cats right, you guys, and sticks. You guys want to plug your socials one more time just so everyone knows where to find you? Obviously, you'll be tagged in the podcast, but just one more time where everyone can find you guys. I'm at Franco uh, the Banker on Twitter. I'm at Gretzky Betskies, plural, at Twitter. And at Top Cheddar Picks. Uh, on twitter as well perfect all right guys well this has been a great episode hopefully we find some winners here probably maybe some losers doubtful though um a four no the four no for two 220 k's hitting i'll see i'll see you guys in the all, right. all right all right guys this has been another just... episode of expected best four thanks for listening we'll uh, talk to you guys next week